Tonight we're taking shots of tequila. I know that's not surprising to those of you who have uh, tuned in before. <laughs> oh my God, everybody is complimenting my makeup. Thank you, you guys. That's <laughs> so sweet. Wow. What, okay, how about, uh, how does Jacob look? How do I look? I look great, like Jacob I always do. Jacob didn't put any makeup on. Got your lime? Yep. Got your shot? Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Shot one. Oh, wow. Which one was that? Fuck. <laughs> oh. That rocked my shit, dude. Does it go bad? I think we've had that bottle of Humidor for I, too long. I, well, oh, I have pulp in my teeth. Are you picking your teeth on camera? You know what? Let's just shot two. Let's go. Okay. That's wrong. That's off. Horrible. <laughs> this is horrible. Oh, man. Fuck. You don't look excited. I'm not excited. Well, you know, I just ate some taquitos, so. You're no. prepared. Yeah, I my, my stomach is lined. Damage control. Yeah. Ready? Right, shot three. Shot three. Fuck. This is the worst. Why did you fill it up so high? It burns so much. Oh my God. I need to like eat something. My stomach does not feel good. Oh God. Oh my God, that tequila man. Goodness. Oh my God. He is such a baby. You guys agree with me? This is three shots in. It really burned, like it stinged. Uh-huh. Stung? Stanged. It stanged. It was stinging. Stanged. Uh-huh. Stangin'. Yep. Stonged. <laughs> you were you were stonged. I got, I got stonged right in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> TJ says it stonged hard. <laughs> okay. So uh, we're doing this new super cool thing, you guys, where if you request to join our live. We'll take a shot with you. The first request we get. The first request we get to but you join have to be, our live. You have to take a shot. You're, you're gonna have to take a shot with us. You will join us and people will see your face, but who cares? Live a little. Who's it gonna be? Who's got the balls? Barrett. Barrett is here, wonderful timing. Barrett sent a request. Oh, accept, but, accept yeah. it. Yeah. Hey, dude. It's either on New Year. Right, right, right. Uh, what are you doing on the show? So it's called Three Shots In. We take three shots on it. Um, What's up, everybody? This is Three Shots In. I am Jake. And I'm Jess. And we are siblings, as you most likely know. Probably. Hopefully. Yeah, we love to hate each other. And here we are. Season two, episode six. Yes. Yeah, and... Uh, we had a super fun Instagram live this we, time around. We really did. It was probably our most energetic Instagram live <laughs> <laughs> that we've had. We drank expired tequila. That's Tally. Yeah. We drank expired tequila, uh, followed by the world's most sour lime chasers. <laughs> this bitch, this bitch has ruined everything. Literally, she waited for us to start recording to do this. What's even the point? <laughs> Let's just cancel We're it. Let's cancel the whole fucking show. Oh, damn. I got rid of my nap. Give me your nap. Fine. But I wiped my nose with it. I don't care. I'm just using it for my cup. Fine. So that it doesn't make noises. You have boogers on your glass now. I don't care. Fine. I do care. Give me a new one. We are drinking some, what did we call it? Vodka lemonade? What is it? Strawberry lemonade? I don't know. It's I have no pink. idea what it is. You said it's lemonade and it's pink. So I assume strawberry. This strawberry lemonade was brought into this house by my girlfriend who was like, oh, I brought this drink over because I wanted to sip it. And then she left the entire gallon. It yeah. goes really well with vodka. It does. It masks the flavor entirely. Like mm -hmm. I, this is, this is a heavy pour. It's. You said it's a double, and I cannot tell. I can't taste anything other than 
sugary lemonade. So that you guys have a, a good bearing on like what we're talking about as far as like like alcohol ratio. We're drinking out of like scotch glasses, right? Like that's what you yeah. call these? Scotch glasses. We've got the V8 strawberry lemonade poured into these with a couple little ice cubes. Uh-huh. And uh, there's no fucking way you could tell this was a double just by sipping it. So uh, the topic for, th- for today. Yes, this is a topic that we have done before. But the last time we didn't really know what we were aiming for. You know what I mean? What do you mean by that? So tonight's topic is historical figures. Mm -hmm. And the last time, I feel like we didn't really hit the mark of like, bam, you know? Yeah, I do. I know what you mean. What? Oh, and that's because you talked about someone that I knew everything about? (laughs) You knew literally everything. And I thought I was going to, first of all, I was like, oh, great. He's going to love this story. It's so awesome. I do love it. Super adventurous and cool and Uh fun. And it was Blackbeard. Little did I know, like every single thing I'm saying, you're like, yeah, yeah, I know more than you about that. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've read a lot about Blackbeard. (laughs) Sam too, by the way. Like she's adorable and sweet and she doesn't want to admit to me that she thought my version of the story was boring as shit. (laughs) But she definitely thought that. (laughs) I've just read a lot. Uh Uh-huh. Well, not everybody has. You're in the minority. I'm aware. (laughs) But you knew that going in. You knew that I know a lot about random history facts. I I just, I read them once and I, I remember it forever. Sure. And then if it interests me, I will read even more about it. Mm-hmm. And Edward Teach interested me. <laughs> that is well, a super intriguing story. Anyway, tonight, Jessica did manage to find someone <laughs> that I don't know, I think, anything about. I'm hoping. I heard the name and it does not sound familiar in any way. Okay. So, and the person that I found that I will be talking about, I have never heard of either. Okay. And if I've never heard of it, definitely more than I likely, you, yeah. I, I know you haven't. <laughs> right. But- more than likely, the majority of people will have never heard of this person mm-hmm. either, unless you're from France, in which case you're probably very ashamed of this person. <laughs> I mean, we live in America. We've got like most of the world's most infamous serial killers. You know what? That's true. We're, we're not ashamed at all. We're kind of proud, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, historical figures. And I know I will be bringing a very, I don't want to say dark story, <laughs> but it's dark. You know what I mean? Let me throw this one at you. So- on a scale from one to Andre Romanovich Chikatilo, how dark is it? It's pretty dark. Well, I mean, sounds like we don't have anything else to go over. It's about time we spin this wheel. It's about time we spin it. Spin, spin it, it, Jessica. Spin. You're going to spin it this time. Go. Move your hand. Fuck off. I can spin my own wheel. I was helping you. I was giving it the twist it needed. Ew. You know? No. Jessica. Yes. This was sent in by TJ. Okay. What's your spirit animal? My spirit animal. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I know off the top of my head, I got a couple. My 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 true spirit animals. Okay. I see. I don't know that this is my true spirit animal. I've taken a test, by the way, to find oh, out what it is. What have am you? I? Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm rubbing a part of Tally's body with my foot right now, and I'm really disturbed about what part it might be. What part is it? Is it the booty? So I have taken a test, and by that I mean I took the uh, J.K. Rowling Pottermore. No, 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 no. This isn't about Patronus. This is spirit animal. That same difference. Uh, well, anyway, I the first thing that comes to mind is a raccoon. Raccoon. I think that's my spirit animal. Because they have the really dark rings around their eyes. Yeah, 
that <laughs> and also that they um, really aren't that cute if you really pay attention, but they're just cute enough on the surface that people will do what they want. You know, people will feed them even though oh, yes. even though they'll fully take advantage of it, you know? Uh-huh. And if you, you know, get a little too close, you'll get cut. You might just yeah, you might just get cut. Absolutely. Mhm. Yeah, they'll cut a bitch. They don't give a fuck. No, I do. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't. I mean, that's fair. That's a solid. <laughs> would would you be more of like a possum? No. No. Uh-uh. I mean, it fits cuz like possums are fucking ugly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but then again, raccoons fit cuz some raccoons are really fat. We decided what drinks best represented the other uh -huh. person. Let's do that now. Well, first, first, let me talk about what represents me. You tell me what you think represents you. Yeah. My immediate thought was like, all right, I'm either a koala mm -hmm. or a cow. Okay. Okay. Why? I just like to hang out. You're just I'm really, just really fat. And the only chill. use you really give anybody is by giving them your meat. My meat's pretty great. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a cannibalism joke. It was a poor one. That it was, was no it, it was a better well, sex joke <laughs> it was but i was definitely not talking about your penis i'm not interested uh -huh. in that right but killing you and eating eating your my penis. flesh <laughs> <laughs> that's different <laughs> but yeah yeah just they just they just chill you know they roam someone starts playing playing you know an instrument and they just come trotting over <laughs> like oh what's going down over people here people like pulling over on the side of the highway to fuck with them yeah 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 uh-huh you know People come over, tip me over, you know, I'm like, mm -hmm. hey, you fucking kids, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be me. Yeah. I'm a cow. It's my spirit animal. But but what do you think my spirit animal is? What do I think your spirit animal yeah. is? Yeah. Okay, let's see. You're mean. You're you... a chinchilla. I'm, I'm just, How am I'm, I a I'm chinchilla? How? Because they're useless. <laughs> they're fuzzy. What does that mean? They're chunky. <laughs> <laughs> Idiots love them. And we'll pay like two grand for them too. <laughs> <laughs> That's why my OnlyFans is so lucrative. Oh. Not I mean. <laughs> People like that chunky, fuzzy, chinchilla vibe. <laughs> I give. Pics. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, you're a spirit animal. It's kind of mean. It. Oh my God, you're a llama. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like you look at it and you're like, ah, I want to give it this, this brown bag full of oats. And you go and you do, and you're like, hi, friend. And then it just, <laughs> it spits in your fucking face. Fuck you. <laughs> Give me those fucking notes. <laughs> Stingy bitch. Give me the whole bag. That's you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's fair. <laughs> oh man. I don't even know what, what I would, what you would. Nice try. Yeah. <laughs> let me, let me try to sentence again. I don't even know what you would be spirit animal wise let me just start listing you and i'll come up with an animal okay all right so oh my god got it okay you said it before right you were like oh my god like you know from a distance like this thing is gorgeous wow right and then you get up close and you're just kind of just like eh. raccoons hold on okay you said they're cute enough from a distance whatever sure yeah so same thing but you're like oh whatever but then if you try to do anything to this, now you do anything mean, you do anything nice, it just straight up attacks you, <laughs> okay? And now I'm not saying that you physically attack, right? Verbally. But you verbally attack. <laughs> okay. And that is why, Jessica, you are a goose. 
<laughs> that is your spirit animal. You're a straight up goose. Like, whoa, is that a swan? I'm going to throw breadcrumbs at it. Yeah. Wah, wah, it's, wah. Like, it's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> Hide your fucking kids. That's that's Jessica. Okay, that's fair. I'll yeah. take that one. You're a goose. <laughs> yeah, I accept that. That's I'm not a chinchilla. That's not quite right. No, it was almost there, almost, but not quite. not quite. It didn't have the aggression. Right. Yes. The aggression is a necessity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn. So. Mm-hmm. Iconic page flip sound. It is time for my historical figure. I will warn you. Okay. And anyone who speaks French. I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> any of this, and I'm just going to wing it, because this man, Giles de Rie, Okay. French noble and marshal of France. Okay. You say okay. Giles. That's G-I-L-E-S then. Uh, there's two L's. So it's like Guy. Guy-yes. Guy. Yeah, we're going to roll with that. Okay. Guy de Rie. So Guy de Rie <laughs> was born in 1405. Wow. That's a long time ago. He was born in his family castle. The, the Chantasse sur Loire. <laughs> <laughs> so exotic. Yep. And he was born to French nobles Guy II de Montmorency. The second Guy of de Montmorency? Uh, that's right. And to Marie de Crone. So by the age of 10, Guillet, he spoke fluent Latin and he spent most of his days studying military discipline as well as moral and intellectual developments. So I'm, so I'm assuming they didn't have just like straight up school yeah. or this is just like rich people classes. Okay. I, I don't know. Okay. It's one of the two. It's, you know, it's 1400s. I, also at the age of 10, both of his parents died. Wow. Yeah, bummer. That sucks. And uh, uh, what did we say? Gaillet? Yeah. Guillet. Gu yeah. So Guillet de, de Re. <laughs> Fuck. Guillet <laughs> de Rie and his younger brother were left in the charge of their grandfather, Jean de Crone. Mm. Jean de Crone immediately began planning to have Guillet married off so that the family wealth and power would grow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Grandpa Jean succeeded when Guillet was 15 by marrying him to Catherine de Tuar mm. of Brittany an extremely wealthy heiress. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, let's go forward a little bit. It is now 1421. Okay. Okay, in France. It's been... Uh, this is about six years after he was married. Yeah. Wait, no, that doesn't add up. He was married at 15. This is the year after he was married. Okay. So, Olivier de Blois, <laughs> the Count of Pentelois. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He captured the Duchy of Brittany. Okay, Duke John the Sixth. Why can't they all be that easy to pronounce? I don't know. It's fuck with Jake Day. Sixteen-year-old Guillet de Rie took up arms and he aided in the successful return of the Duke. Ah. And thus began his military career. Mm -hmm. In 1425. Okay. Guillet was responsible for the capture of an English captain, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. led to his promotion in the military. Right, that was a that was a notable capture. We're gonna go forward a little bit. 1427. Okay. Guillet became a commander in the French army. Mm-hmm. Moving quickly. In 1429, he fought alongside Joan of Arc. 
That is right. Did some did some cool things, but it was all in French, so I didn't, didn't bother writing it down. Understand. Guillet was later chosen to do some royal fancy stuff. Oh, fuck. I was supposed to remember. That's why I wrote that down. The royal fancy stuff? Yeah. I wrote that down because I couldn't spell it. <laughs> do you not remember the royal he, fancy stuff he yeah, did? Yeah, he, he carried something. A French thing? Yeah, to, a, to another place. Another French place? Yeah. He was one of four that was chosen to do it. The French thing. The French thing to carry of, of the four French people. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, it was it was so that they can do the the concentration. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Consecration. Okay. Of Charles the Seventh as mm-hmm. King of France. Nice. Tight. And on that day, the the newly elected king named Guillet de Ri as a marshal of France. Excellent. Yep. So now it's 1431. Joan of Arc was burned at the stake. He was not at the battle, which is probably why, because they probably would have kicked ass if he was there, apparently. Right, right, right. Awkward situation. Right. 1432, Guillet de Ri took up a new hobby. We'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. 1435. That was that was strangely ominous. Just recall that in 1432, Guillet took up a new hobby, something to keep him busy. Mm-hmm. 1435, Guillet began his withdrawal from the military, and he began pursuing his dream. Okay. So he funded the the construction of the Chapel of the Holy Innocents. Ah. Yeah, and built a church. He made them. He he made a very special uh, robes that the priests of this church would wear. Okay. But the Catholic Church just let it happen. They were like, yeah, "This guy's got money. You know, we'll make. They can wear these colors. It's fine. They're just robes. I think. Whatever." He also started the production of a play, and this is called. This play was called Les Mystères du Siege d'Orléans. Mm. Okay, and that is because sounds like a drama. It is. It was. Mm-hmm. That is because Gaillet, Gaillet, Dayri, yes, was with Joan of Arc at the siege of Orléans and successfully helped end the siege. Okay. So if, if you want to, this is a rough translation of this French, uh, the mister of the siege of Orlais. Now, mister, I, I'm not positive on what that is, but we're just going to say the guy. Probably. The guy that the, was at the siege of Orlais. The dude who was there yeah. at that Orlais siege. Yeah, this guy. That's mm-hmm. what the play was called. It was about him. Okay. He made a play about himself. Great. This play was massive. Massive. It's so massive. It required 140 speaking roles and had an additional 500 extras. Massive. And obviously, it cost a fortune to fund. Yeah, I bet. So, Guillet began selling his properties to fund the to play. To fund his play. Damn. And now we'll get into as to why the play, the had play to be cost funded? so much. Okay. And this is right now we'll get into it. So, there were 600 costumes that were required for the play. Yes. And they were constructed, they were worn for the play, and then discarded after every play and new costumes were ordered. Why? Jessica, you're asking the wrong guy. You should be asking Gaillet. Guillet. Guillet. He also supplied unlimited food and drinks to anyone that attended his play. Sounds like he's just he's just trying to show off. He's just swinging his dick around, is yeah. what that sounds like. Maybe. So after all of Guillet's properties had been sold, except for his family castle mm. that he was born in, mm-hmm. and the properties that were technically owned by his wife, right? his family 
and the King of France blocked Guillet from being allowed to sell any land. He's no longer allowed to sell land, right? Who knows why the, the King of France got involved, but he did. He was like, yo, stop that shit. Sorry. You need to stop the shit. You know, something Good like job. that. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I imagine uh, around that time, his family came together and like pe- petitioned against him. Maybe. Like, hey, He's ruining uh, our- that's not just your shit. That's also ours. Fucking stop now so that our family can, con- so that our family can continue. Yeah. And the King of France was like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. He had their back. He did. So... Guillet began going bankrupt, and he turned to an extreme but apparently effective solution to his financial problems. Okay. Did he prostitute himself? No. That that wouldn't solve his financial problems. Okay. But what what would is the occult. Okay. Guillet ordered for alchemists and demon-summoning experts to come and help him summon a demon named Baron. Wow. Yeah. All right. After three failed attempts uh, at summoning Baron, Baron the demon, his experts told Guillet that Baron may be angry and require a very specific offering. Okay. This offering would be the body parts of children. Hmm. It's, it's a high price. Guillet de Ries said that wouldn't be a problem and provided multiple glass vessels containing the body parts. Wow. Yeah. Like he just, you know, oh, fucking no problem. I've got those right over here. Easy peasy. Bam. There There they were. I already completed that quest earlier in this game. Maybe. I don't know. We might come back to that. Mm, Was this the hobby? I don't know. But unfortunately for Guillet, Baron was still unable to be summoned. Mm. And his fortune continued to deplete. Yikes. We're now at 1440. After a dispute with a local cleric, Guillet kidnapped this cleric. Okay. And had plans to torture and kill him. Okay. But the local authorities got word of it, and the Bishop of Nantes, mm-hmm. probably pronounced something else, but you know what I mean, he ordered an investigation on Guillet and discovered some very dark secrets. Interesting. So the, the cleric that was captured, he got to go free? Uh, I've read three different articles. The cleric was never mentioned after the kidnapping, so, <laughs> I mean, okay. I don't know. If he was able to get in contact with authorities, probably got well, it. He, he wasn't. Someone probably reported it. Okay. I'd prefer to believe he got away. Maybe he did. Okay. Who knows? Page flip. Got a page flip. So, Guillet de Ries would soon be arrested and charged with multiple counts of murder, sodomy, and heresy. Yikes. Yeah, kind of big back then. Uh, oh, remember you? Remember the hobby? I do. Fourteen thirty-two. Yes, the mystery hobby. Yeah, we're gonna get into that. Surprise. Surprise. It's collecting the body parts of children. Maybe. Kay. Not exactly. All right. So Guillet de Ries had a fondness for the young. Interesting. You say the fondness. Yeah. Sexually. Uh, pedo. Yeah. Damn. His first victim was a twelve-year-old boy. He dressed the boy in fancy clothes, mm-hmm. locked them both in a room. Together. Together, where Guillet would then hang the boy up with ropes. Okay. And I'm assuming it was around his throat so that he, he couldn't cry mm-hmm. or scream, but not, not hanged. He didn't hang him. Okay. It was just so that he couldn't cry. He then masturbated while grabbing the boy's bits. 
interesting mm-hmm. uh, as the boy is like hanged by a rope not hanged to die just hanged so that he couldn't scream or cry so there is like a rope constricting his throat yes but only so that he can't speak yes. not so that he can't breathe correct he was alive and breathing this entire time I mean at least there's that right he then released the boy mm-hmm. uh, so that he'd have a better angle to cut his throat Wow. While the boy was bleeding out, Guille also cut open his stomach. Oh. And started pulling out his organs. Okay. He then sat on the boy's open stomach slash chest and laughed while he watched him die. Interesting. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. That is not a pleasant image. Right. Not pleased. (laughs) Right. By the image you've given me. Right. And finally, when the boy was dead... Guillet cut off his head and continued to kiss the decapitated head Uh, of the boy. And then he necrophiled the boy's body. Now, I don't know the actual term for that, so I kind of made up necrophiled. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. As as a word, whether or not you made it up. Yeah. We know exactly. He went to town on. on this headless body. This headless 12-year-old boy. Yes. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Hey, that's pretty dark. <laughs> a, little, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, even darker. Uh-oh. This hobby continued for the next eight years. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. And okay. it's believed that Guillet de Rie had between 140 to 200 victims. Wow. Yeah. That, that's a very busy man. Although multiple experts believe that it would be closer to 600. Damn. Based on the frequency of said hobby. Okay, hold on. Let's let's do a little math. Yeah. And um, by let's do a little math, I mean let's have you do a little math. Okay. 600 uh-huh. over the course of eight years. Yep. Average per year is? Uh, 85. 85 children, I'm assuming. This is very, Vic- very quick Victims math. at least. Yeah. A year. Yeah, about, give or take. Wow. I mean, if you really think about it, that's only what? Seven a month? Eight years and 600. We could do the actual math. Uh, okay. Four, three, two, 150, one, 75. 75 a year. Dude, that's a lot. How much, how much could that be a month? 12 months in a year? 12 months in a year, 75, three, that's 25 every four months. We're looking at, we're looking at about eight, eight a month at least. That's two a week. Yeah. So about He's two a week. He's just fucking busting them out. Yeah. Torture and pedophilia just being boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Cannot be satiated. Yeah, that's why the that's why the children body parts for for Baron. He was like, oh fucking dope. Like, oh easy. N- no problem. Twofer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh that's pretty fucking dark, Jacob. I think that's a record breaker for you. I know. Normally I don't get this dark. <laughs> But uh, it was too interesting. I had to talk about it. Right. I've never heard of this guy before in my life. Right. And he was apparently an extremely successful serial killer mm-hmm. and extremely rich. Yes. So. Well, apparently you can't just do that without being rich. I don't know. Maybe. No. Right? If you're a poor as shit. I just talked about this. All of my people that were like, hey, it wasn't me. I was a werewolf. They were like, well, you're fucking poor. So fuck you. <laughs> you're getting thrown on a fucking rack and you're getting tortured until you admit that you, you know, made a deal with Satan for this. Yeah. And then we're going to fucking kill you. Yeah. That's what I talked about 
the episode before this one. I know. I listened to it. And I, I was there when it was being recorded. <laughs> you, you might not remember, but I was sitting no, about, this about literally three feet away. Because we recorded that most recent episode. Two weeks ago. A while ago. Definitely before the Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. Even though it doesn't sound that way because of the order they were released in. Yeah. Never and paid. Never. Hold on. Whatever we... Let's just take a moment, right? <laughs> like, just because we say something's going to happen next week, it could happen a month later. Like, honestly, like this, this we're, is, we're just winging shit. It's, it's honestly, like, we're really trying to stay consistent, but there's a lot of uh, moving around. There's a lot of schedule we're working with. We've got, you know, jobs. I've got the kids. We've got yeah. other things we're trying to, like, get done in the meantime, trying to make this work. So yeah. we're we're doing the best we can. Sometimes we don't get to do things the way we want. Right. One of those things, actually, now that we're on the subject, uh, today, when this episode comes out, so Saturday the 14th, I will be at a wedding. We will not actually be able to record tonight, Mm -hmm. which means that it will be probably a filler episode unless we record sometime during the week or something. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Yeah. You honestly just just know this next week. It could be fucking anything. So back to Guille. He faced a trial where he was found guilty because he confessed. Okay. He confessed after multiple servants of his all testified against him. So doesn't look good for Guille. Not a good look, no. So he confessed. Legally, at least. Yeah. And on October 26th, 1440, Guille de Rie was hanged for his crimes. Mm-hmm. However... In 1992, I know what you're thinking. Did I write something wrong? I didn't. We're talking like over 500 years later. See, I was just trying to do the math in my head as to how long ago he died versus like the day I was born. And then you said 1992 and I was like, oh shit, that's the year after I was born. The year after you were born, Guillet de Rie was retried in France. Okay. And was found not guilty. Why? People believed that the Catholic Church Mm. and rival lords had falsified the evidence against him and paid the witnesses to testify against him. Right. The lords were able to purchase Guillet de Ries' land, which went to the Catholic Church after his death. But however, however, Mm. this was not actually a real retrial. Uh, A media network had retried Guillet de Rie without the involvement of public authorities or the ju- judicial bodies of France and all of the evidence still holds up. Wow. They, they still found, uh, you know, bones and whatnot. Yuck. Yeah. So coincidence that after his crimes, the Catholic church took hold of his lands and then sold it to his rival lords. That's a pretty big coincidence, sure. Because mm-hmm. he was not allowed to sell anything that he owned anymore. Right. And now these other lords were able to purchase it and grow their territory. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it looks looks shady. It uh, does. But then again, there were a lot of witnesses against him. <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't mention it, but he had two co-conspirators, people that, that aided in the killing and torturing of children. Okay. Uh, their names were far too hard to pronounce, and they were far to not important, if that makes sense. Unimportant. Yeah, that's what I said. Yes. Yeah, so I didn't bring them up, but three people were hanged for for the crimes that I mentioned above. Okay. So if you believe the new media, 
in mm. the retrial that happened 552 years later, uh -huh. then maybe he wasn't so guilty. Maybe he only did a one murder or two. Maybe just one. Not 600. Either way. He was only found guilty of 140. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's still pretty bad. <laughs> I understand that it's a lot less than, you know, the crime suspected versus the crimes actually confirmed. Uh-huh. It's still a lot of confirmed crimes. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, is it though? Yes. Billions of people. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's still pretty bad. Think about it this way. How many people can one person meet in their lifetime? It's not billions. No. It's several hundred. Thousands. Okay. Even so. If you meet thousands of people and then you murder like 2%, it's a lot of murder. <laughs> in, in, in my opinion yeah yeah it is kind of a high number <laughs> but yeah i told you it wasn't the chillest of stories it's not chill but i i'm okay with it because not like i'm down with his actions and choices uh-huh i'm not but you telling that story i'm okay with it because i I told, I've, I've talked about some pretty dark stuff. You did. Yeah. You definitely like nearly broke me <laughs> multiple times. Very recently I discussed the deaths of children and the stories of the people who murdered them. And I have also talked about Andre Romanovich Chikatilo and he, he was, did. he was really bad. He was pretty terrible. Yeah. 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 Well, there you have it. That's <laughs> Guillet de Re. Well, shit. I would like to snack on something. Yeah, me too. So let's let's take a break. Yeah. We'll come back. Spin the wheel one more time. Two more times. Well, first we'll spin it another time. First we'll spin it one last time. Then I will talk about my story. Then we'll spin it again. Got it. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. All right. All right. Ready it's time for the break. Break time. On break. It's time for a shot. Let's take another shot, dead. There we go. Let's do a shot, dead. Shot four. Oh, fuck. It's actually shot five. Uh. Oh, God. I forgot about that. Zach Galifianakis <laughs> or Jonah Hill? Zach. You go with Zach. Yeah. Yeah. I'll rock that. <laughs> <laughs> Skinny Jonah Hill or fat Jonah Hill? I'm going to say skinny Jonah Hill for one reason. Okay. I have only ever seen fat Jonah Hill with long curly hair. Yeah. Whereas skinny Jonah Hill shaved his head for some reason. Yeah. That's the deciding factor. Okay. Now fat Jonah Hill shaved his head. Now what? Mm, skinny. <laughs> I, I It'd be because uh, one, one, you know, you can't have titties the same size as me. Um, the guy who played Tormund or the guy who played the hound? I already know my answer. Tormund. Ugh, what? Yeah. Mm -mm. The hound, have you seen Have you seen pictures of him outside of the hound mm -hmm. costumes? He looks like a dweeb. What do you mean? He, he looks like exactly like the character that he portrayed in Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. <laughs> Let me see. Ugh. Okay, based off this picture alone, I changed my mind. <laughs> he doesn't even look as dweeby there. I'm all Tormund. Jeff Goldblum. God. <laughs> or, damn, I'm forgetting his name. Oh, he's known for like getting super high and like having venereal diseases 
and like snorting tiger blood. Charlie Sheen? Charlie Sheen. I think you'd have a better time with Jeff. Before and after, it'd be more fun. Sure. With with Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, let's just go with Jeff. But I feel like, see, Jeff, Jeff would, first of all, he wouldn't mind being submissive, I don't think. Not Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum would. What? Oh, you. I'm sorry. I thought what you were saying was that you disagreed with me and that he would be more aggressive with you. I think so. Really? Have you seen the pictures of him with like his hands around like his girlfriend's throats? No, what? In public, yes. Where? It's kinky Jeff. I need to see it. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't know that. What have I done? I'm so sorry I put you in this situation. Great, now he's got my scent. <laughs> he's on the trail. Oh God, Jeff Goldblum chokes girls <laughs> let's just see what happened choke girl <laughs> and he's got like huge hands oh my god they're enormous ew he would totally choke you yes 100 percent. you'd get choked and his lanky ass arms he could choke me from across the room i wouldn't even know what's happening john c Riley or, or will ferrell oh it's rough either way you know what I mean? <laughs> There's no winning there. John C. Riley. I, I think that's a wise choice. Patrick Stewart or Sir Ian McKellen. Mm. Present day. <laughs> See, I'm going to say Patrick. And they're both dressed up in their X-Men attire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Patrick. Interesting. I can climb into that lap. <laughs> in, in that wheelchair <laughs> gross but see sir uh ian mckellen he's he's a gay man yeah so so i mean i just i wouldn't want to strap it on i loved lord of the rings too much i cannot screw gandalf in the butt I, not in the I butt. Couldn't not not in the butt. <laughs> Anywhere else, Jacob. <laughs> and we're back from break. Are uh, you ready to spin the wheel? I am. I'm gonna spin it. Okay. Well, it landed on that was surprisingly good. Hmm. Okay. So it's pretty vague. Talk yeah. about really anything. I don't have a super interesting one. The first one that comes to mind is, uh, so you already know that I am not a fan of black licorice. Right. I am, in fact, uh, known for my hatred yes. of black you, licorice. You really don't like it. I really, really don't. Um, but I did try, just out of curiosity, black licorice saltwater taffy. Uh-huh. That was actually really good. Uh, yeah, because black licorice is delicious. False. It's heinous. No. It tastes like actual ass. No, it's good. No, it's it's like someone grew an already terrible, bitter tasting root after shitting all around it and then made a candy out of it. Well, it's delicious. Usually, it's usually. a delis delicious, shitty root. <laughs> In a saltwater taffy form, though, it, it doesn't taste a lot like shit. Barely like shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. That was surprisingly good. Let's think. <laughs> You know, we haven't talked about it, and it's not like it's brand new, right? Okay. Kind of, sort of, but not. Uh, the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Right? Like, I had very low hopes for yeah, it. Yeah, very low expectations. The company that shall not be named mm -hmm. 
really, really, really just fucked it up. Fucked Star Wars. Yeah, they hard. bent them over and with zero lubrication went to town. Yes, vigorously and unpleasantly. Right. And then they were like, "Oh, look, we're gonna make a we're gonna make a TV show because our movies are flopping. Not not flopping in real standards, mm-hmm. but flopping for this company's standards." Right. And they make this show. And, you know, I went in thinking, okay, this is going to be whatever, you know, they, it was PG, they intended it to be for kids and like hot damn, that show was amazing. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. Like I, I've listened to reviews, uh, of, about the Mandalorian from people who tend to think the same way as I do. And they were disappointed by it only because there were like, there are a lot of plot holes. There's some things that don't really make sense. It kind of seems a little forced. Um, but it's not that I disagree. It's that that's not super different from the first three movies. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, my kids love it and I enjoy watching it with them. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a fan. I'm a Mandalorian fan. And second season just came out, just started releasing episodes. Mm-hmm. I only watched the first one. I haven't seen the second yet, but. Oh, that's the one with Timothy Oliphant. Yes. Timothy Oliphant is in the first episode of season two, mm-hmm. which is the episode that I watched. Mm-hmm. I was happy. I was like, yeah, like it's, it's cool. Right on. Uh, let's let you want to jump into your, your, uh, tale here about a historical figure. I do. Yes. Who will you be discussing today? So the last time we discussed historical figures, I talked about a pirate, arguably one of the more famous pirates to have ever existed. Probably the most famous. Yeah. Yeah. I was a fool (laughs) thinking that maybe you didn't know as much about this pirate as you did. Uh-huh. Apparently you knew absolutely everything and there was absolutely no way I could surprise you and that's fine. I'm over it. Um, <laughs> this time around, I found another pirate. Okay. Less famous, Uh huh. fairly well known, however, uh, but maybe not by you. Are you familiar with a female pirate named Ching Shi? Yes. Okay. No, I'm not at all. I oh, was- thank God. Okay. <laughs> Well, see, I was hoping it was like, yeah, I've heard the name, but like, I don't really know that much about her. Nope. Okay. Yeah. I was never, never good about, uh, Chinese history Mm -hmm. because I couldn't pronounce the names and because I couldn't, I didn't remember the names. Okay. So like I read stuff, Yeah. but I can't recall who was involved. Okay. Okay. Um, well, uh, here we go. So Ching Shi. Yes. Like the sexual position, Xing Shi. Shinshi Shinshi. Yes. No, it is nothing like that. Okay. So Qingxi was born, I guess, uh, Xilgang Su. That was her, her given name. How many things are you going to be trying to pronounce? At literally everything. Okay. I looked up the, the pronunciation for all of this stuff because I didn't want to embarrass myself. And I had the time, you know? Oh, yeah. See, yeah, I, I, sh- I did that too. <laughs> <laughs> I did my research like a little bit ahead of time, you know, so I got all the pronunciation. I did my research before you, so. I'm just, okay, well, I pronounced everything correctly. So did I. Uh, so original name, Xiel Gong Su. Uh, she was born in 1775 in the Guangdong province. In <laughs> The uh, Guangdong province in China into a very impoverished family. Apparently that whole province was a very just, you know, poverty stricken area. Right. Um, now her family decided that she should be a prostitute. So Hot. that they they could you know have some their in, their income supplemented by right. by you know her spreading her legs willy nilly yes and so at the age of thirteen that is exactly what she became oh okay yeah. 
So uh, she was put to work, apparently, in what was called a floating brothel, or a flower boat. And it's it's about what you'd expect. It's a boat. There's a prostitute on it. You know, like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, more, more than one, probably. Uh, I'm actually not sure. Oh. Because I, I tried to look into, like, okay, is this, like, I don't know, yacht-sized? And there's, like, at least four rooms on it or something? Is it just a canoe? I literally, it might be. Just like, a paddle boat. I'm really <laughs> not sure. And it's just got, like, a little curtain <laughs> around it or something. I'm re- I honestly don't know. It's probably better than that but not as crazy as like a yacht with four rooms or whatever. Um, so uh, on this on this floating brothel flower boat, um, it's it's not really common that you hear about brothels on boats. Right. So this uh, would be the first that I've heard. Right. Apparently the Chinese thought that the water movements added a lot to the pleasure factor. So this was popular at the time. Okay. It, like around, it, around the coasts. Seems like it would just up the difficulty a little bit. I, apparently they were super into it and okay. so were a lot of other people. So, yeah. uh, I, I'm under the impression that the boat was actually small because okay. I did read one article mention that, uh, it, it was typically one customer at a time. So if there were multiple prostitutes, they would pay extra and get them all at the same time, but there was only room for one dude at a time. Apparently. Okay. So one customer at a time. Um, and I'm also not sure if it was kind of like a taxi sort of deal. Like, you know, you got to hunt, hang out with the hooker on the flower boat on your way, to, you know, to the next port or something. Okay. Not, not positive. Uh, Ching Shi made a name for herself super quick doing this stuff. Apparently she was real good at it. Um, people loved how poised she was. She was super elegant. Um, also extremely beautiful, very hospitable. And... Uh, she made more and more money. Her name became very well known, uh, and she began to attract more and more high-profile clientele, which included nobility, high-ranking military men, and wealthy merchants. Okay. So she, whatever she did, she made that boat rock in her favor. You know what I mean? Oh, I do know. So very soon, Zheng Yi, the pirate commander of the Red Flag Fleet, very notorious. Okay. Super intimidating. Uh, stopped in for a little R&R in Ching Shi's flower boat. Oh. Yeah. Got a little one-on-one time. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was instantly charmed. And it wasn't very long before he was like, damn girl, you want half this fleet? Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, uh, bitch, I want to put a ring on that. And she was like, all right, cool. (laughs) (laughs) So she said, she told him that she would accept on one condition that was 50% of all of his financial gains and also partial control of his fleets. I guess that's two conditions. Wow. And he, he gave it up? He was like, hell yeah. He was down. So, I mean, that's, they, they either shook hands on it or they did something else. And something shook either way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, I mean, that was the deal, and they were both good with that. Uh, I guess historians aren't sure if he actually, like, proposed to her or if he negotiated. Um, I should say, if he proposed to her and they, they kind of, like, negotiated these kind of terms, or if he just ordered his men to, like, capture her away from her pimp or something. Um, but I, I honestly don't think it matters. She literally ended up with 50% of his money and a bunch of his fleets anyway. Dope. Um now, uh, so they got married. Apparently, this was an incredible business move because the fleet they now shared since their marriage grew from 200 ships to 1,800. Oh, Jesus within Christ. A, within a few months. 
1,800? 1,800 ships. Okay. That is a terrifying pirate fleet. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Ching Shi enforced a code upon the forces she now shared with Jing Yi. Ah, the pirate's code. Uh, I'm not so sure because yeah. I, I, I've i read the code and this will be the, the this will be maybe the third time I've read this, this particular code. So after you hear the code, you will know immediately that the pirates you're used to hearing about did not follow this code. Okay. So uh, here we go. The, the code that she enforced went as follows. Pirates who gave unauthorized orders or those who refused to follow orders were executed on the spot without a chance to justify themselves. Pretty piratey so far. Yeah, that adds up. All seized goods had to be presented for in- inspection if any pirate was found hiding or under-reporting goods. A part of their body was chopped off depending on the scale of the crime. Still pretty piratey. Yeah. Good to go. Okay, understand. Loyalty and honesty were greatly appreciated, and worthy pirates were rewarded generously, thereby setting an example for the others. Okay? Yeah. It's reasonable. Very. Female captives needed to be treated respectfully. Okay. They were segregated based on their looks. <laughs> okay. The weak, pregnant, and unattractive were freed as soon as possible. Oh, okay. That was one of the rules. So hold on, that's a little different. Yeah. Pirates are notoriously rapey. <laughs> and this, this, this Part of the code, a, usually. Right, 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 right. This seems a little less rapey than we're used to. Far less. Here we go. The next up, the attractive women captives were held back for ransom and the pirates were given the freedom to marry these attractive women under mutual consent. Interesting. Right. So right away, I'm like, I don't know how she made that work. Right. I feel like a lot of the pirates would have been like, yeah, no. Half the fun of this job is that I can like, you know, hold bitches down and yeah. like- Yeah, rape and pillage. That's I what mean, I'm that's... saying. But no, nah, they were chill with it. They were like, all right, cool. Okay. Uh, and the last one, infidelity and rape were treated as a serious offense. These offenders were immediately hanged. Oh. In the case of consensual premarital sex, both of the offenders were executed. (laughs) What? In a few cases, the man was castrated and the woman was banished from the fleet. Damn. Yeah. Basically like fucking keep your dong in your pants unless you plan on putting a ring on that bitch because- No, until you put a ring on that bitch. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You will wait until you are married to her. Otherwise, like, forget it. Interesting. But, I mean, 1,800 ships were totally cool with following those rules. Damn. Yeah. Probably around, what, at least 5,000 people? I'm not sure. I don't I don't know that much about piracy. 1,800, you, know, you probably how many, have. How many, like, what the average size of a crew was at that probably time? Probably have at least 30 people on a ship. Okay. Well, I mean, they were good with it. Interesting. I'm sure many of them died in the very beginning. Yeah. I'm sure that was very, those, these were very difficult rules to follow. Instantly wiped. Yeah. Um, Okay. So along with those, um, apparently she also implemented many economic reforms as well, um, all keeping the happiness of her crew members in mind. And this resulted in many other pre-established pirates and their fleets actually merging with the red flag fleet. Interesting. And they accepted the code. Yeah. Okay. Now, it became apparent after some time that the couple could not conceive. They'd been doing it like bunnies, and still they could not produce an heir. Mm. She was super hot, and he was a pirate. So, you know, it was like multiple times a day. Oh, yeah. And no babies. Odd. No problem. They adopted. Okay. A man in his mid-20s. Huh. Yeah. 
His name was Cheng Pao, and he became second in command to Zhang Yi. Now, I'm sure you, uh, like many of the crew members, wondered why they would adopt a full-grown dude. And it seems the reason for this was a little weird. So tragically, Zheng Yi died in a terrible storm off the coast of Vietnam, and their adopted son Cheng Pao was made the new commander. Uh, now, the death of Zheng, Zheng Yi unfortunately brought on a fight for power with all the various pirate captains, which is to be expected. Uh, all of them, you know, were vying for command. Uh, Ching Shi acted quickly. She found support from all the captains that had been loyal to Zheng Yi. It just so happened that a lot of those captains were relatives of his, nephews and cousins and stuff like that. Uh, and she made several business deals with them. She was apparently a very clever business tactician. She said she and these captains, whose loyalty she secured, uh, soon captured and publicly executed any traitorous captains that remained. She took care of that real quick. Uh, Ching Shi implemented an even stricter code after this. Ah. Yes. And anyone who broke this code was immediately hacked to death, as an example. That's a quote. I, I, I'm hacked? A, hacked. Like I'm a assuming, machete. I, that's what it sounds like to yeah. me. Yeah. But I don't actually know what sort of weapons they had. Okay. Not, I'm not historically, you know, knowledgeable on that. So just two weeks after Zhang Yi's death, it was announced that Ching Shi and her adopted son were going to get married. Ah, uh, there it is. Yeah. As it turned out, Ching Shi had been having an affair with this, this young man for some time. And uh, after they were married, she completely dominated him and basically became the new leader. <laughs> that adds up so yeah. far. Didn't she break her own code? Infidelity. Yeah, but if, if no one knows about it, apparently. Ah, pirate. Pirate. I forgot. Pirate. You're forgetting. These are all pirates. So as long as no one found out about it, you're good. Yeah. Um, so she basically became the new leader. Uh, and under her leadership, the Red Flag Fleet captured coastal villages and towns, secured from them a supply of food and other provisions, dominated the South China Sea, and like nonstop fucked with British and French colonizers. Nonstop fucked. Nonstop. Right. Uh, the Chinese dynasty of that time, uh, the the emperor was like, uh, hey, I'm not chill with that. So they sent the Mandarin naval fleet to destroy them. Yes, that is a large fleet. It was. Oh. <laughs> but this fleet was defeated within a few hours. Whoa. After which Ching Shi told them they'd be shown mercy if they joined her. And they did. Oh, no. So uh, super juicy. And I'm going to leave that on to be continued because there's like a fuck ton of other information after all of this. And I thought you'd have a lot more to like a lot more to commentate. Right. Uh, But there's there's more after all of this. So I mean, so I do have a few questions. Okay. don't know if you have the answers. So the first question, let's go back a little bit. How many people did she execute? Uh. I, I, there was a specifically for, for breaking like, the code. So I had all of her, um, just sort of basic, like historical timeline recaps and stuff. Yeah. All of her gen- like general sort of information. And, uh, there was one article that said, um, the most ruthless facts about her. Uh huh. And I saved that one because I was like, I'm going to, that's something I'm going to say at the end to okay. keep, keep things juicy. Gotcha. Uh, but Yeah. That'll, okay. that'll have to be it to be continued there, there. Like I said, there was a lot more and I felt like if I continued on from there, I'd go on and on for too right. long. So there were 1800 ships. Then the power struggle happened. How many ships did she have control of? I don't know. 
And then when she took over the, the, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to venture a guess. She got the majority of their loyalty back. Okay. So we'll say a thousand. Sure. Then they defeated the, the Chinese fleet in yeah. no time at all. And then we're like, Hey, but, uh, I won't kill all of you. So join me, join me. Do you know how many? I don't. Okay. Because China is notorious for having an, a massive Navy. Uh huh. That's nuts. Yep. Jesus. I, I'm pretty proud of myself. I don't know how you've never heard of her before. I've definitely heard of Chinese pirates and I, I knew, right. I knew something happened around this time uh-huh. that was a Chinese fleet that was enormous mm-hmm. of pirates, but I never really ventured into the details. Yeah. Led by a woman, dude. It's because I get lost. I get lost with the names. Mm-hmm. So I can't pronounce them. And then because, because of that, like, and sometimes the spellings are similar. Yeah. And okay. so like, I just get confused. And so when I'll you're not just, familiar with the language, like it's just difficult to differentiate sometimes yeah. when you're reading all these, like uh, just a lot of brand new names. Yeah. Well, it's the same reason why like French history is difficult. Yeah. For the sure. names, the locations, like mm-hmm. it's tough. Yeah. I just, I just can't do it. But yeah, with, uh, so I, I knew there was a, a massive pirate fleet around this time mm-hmm. and I don't believe, yeah, that's what it was. Uh, Americans weren't worried about it if they knew about it. And now there was England. And that was because- They did, never came to America. They never, yeah, they never, they never <laughs> branched that. Well, if, if they did, uh, the United States had not ventured to the West Coast yet. Yeah, Or had I not guess. set up states yeah. yet. So yeah, yeah. it wouldn't have affected us if they did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, wild. Yeah, and really cool. That's huge. I'm assuming, right, like a pirate ship, Right, even a small one mm-hmm. would be like at least thirty people. But like, if they had like a dreadnought or some sort of like after they absorbed the fucking navy, <laughs> after you they know got, they yeah, did like a war class, yeah, destroyers. First of all, ship. I they must have had something more formidable than just your average ship in order to defeat the navy in hours. Or they cheated. That, that's also absolutely <laughs> possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I don't know that much about ship combat. How do you cheat? How would, I don't know. How would that be done? What's cheating look like? Uh, sabotage. In what way? I don't know, Jessica. I'm just thinking like, say, let's say they were like, hey, uh, leader of the pirates, how about you, both of our leaderships will go and we'll meet and we can talk. Oh. And while that was happening, a bunch of dudes were like doing some some slippery little swimming mm-hmm. and sabotage shit or they just murdered like they, a bunch of people. They turned into skeletons and they walked along yeah. the bottom of the ocean. It's possible. Snuck on up. Mm-hmm. Could have been witchcraft. Could have been. I don't know that much about Chinese witches, but maybe they were there too. I mean, if witches existed in anywhere else, why wouldn't they exist in China? Really great point. Yeah. Well, Clearly they exist in Japan. Why is that clear? Because when Genghis Khan literally obliterated and took over all Dude. of Asia. Yeah. And it's, and right before he went, he was going to continue going West and he probably would have taken over Europe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah but... Hold on, I missed that, Japan. That Japan over there. <laughs> I'm gonna take them first, and then and then we'll go back easy, west. Easy, one island at a time. And he takes all of his ships out to Japan, and just the world's largest tsunami and storm hits, and something like three quarters of his fleet mm-hmm. are at the bottom of the ocean now. Freaking gone. Freaking gone. And then they barely make it to land and are exhausted when. The, the Japanese shogun are just like ready for fucking blood <laughs> and slaughtered them. Yeah. So like 
Yeah, it's there's so many like that. That was the whole thing. We I think we were going to do an episode on that, but there's just I don't know. Well, hey, so it's Maybe. to be continued on the story of Ching Shi because it definitely doesn't end with her absorbing the entire right. Mandarin naval force. Yeah, well, a pirate story doesn't end until they're dead. Right. So I'm pretty I'm pretty sure the action stays pretty full throttle until <laughs> until the end of her days. Um, but uh, we will have to talk about the rest of that another time. Uh, maybe you can talk about Genghis Khan. Nah, he's too known. But I'll I, find someone. Okay. I'll find someone. And something to note, like her code, it's very anti-rapey. In fact, it's literally anti It's very pro-murder, though. Pro-murder, sure. But anti-abuse of women. And if you think about it, it kind of put a leash on, like, pirates being, like, absolute fucking animals when it came to women was the reason they thought bringing a woman on board was bad luck because the fucking entire, the entire crew would fight over her Uh because they were like, just like, Oh God, I've been deprived of like anything, but my like salty calloused hand for the past like (laughs) two years or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, and then they see this like lady, doesn't matter if she's attractive or unattractive. I mean, attract the more attractive, the better, but like, Hey, that's a woman. Uh And you know, that's looking pretty good to me right right about now, but like to everybody all at the same time. So that's why they thought that that was bad luck because it would cause all this chaos amongst the crew. Right. Now, the way that she handled it, like, oh yeah, let's capture as many women as possible. But you take your pick of them. Everyone has to honor your pick. You marry them. You get someone that you can bone for the rest of your life. And that kind of mitigated all of that, like infighting and craziness amongst the pirates and stuff. At least I think like it must have right. if she was this successful with, a, with a code that strict. Well, yeah, they must've been game. Yeah. Cause they were like, wait, so I don't have to work really hard just to rape someone. I can, <laughs> I can just have some, have some strange on deck all the time. Apparently. And she was like, yeah, mm-hmm. good to go. Yeah. Wow. Well, who would have guessed? Apparently her, uh, all these crews and stuff weren't just male pirates either. So it's because of this code, uh, it made everything like civil enough that the entire fleet was made up of not just men, but also women and children. Oh yeah. Nice. They're just helping out, you know, swabbing the decks and hanging up, hanging out, you know, up in the crow's nest, all that stuff, doing everything they could. Yeah. It worked really well for her apparently. Dope. Mm Mm-hmm. Should make a movie about her. They should. Be a crazy movie. It would be, <laughs> be insane. Uh, if anyone makes a movie about it, though, you have to pay us because it was our idea. TM. TM. We're TM. TM it. We are TMing Ching Shi. Yep. TM'd. TM'd. Too late. Yep. Nice try, Hollywood. <laughs> I feel like though, movie-wise, people would not be on board with her character with the whole like you know, it's it's small, but the whole like hypocritical. There's no cheating on anybody. But like, also, I'm going to cheat on my pirate lord husband with this, you know, hot dude in his 20s, adopt him as my son secretly type of thing. Yeah. She's she's no longer the hero. But she's a pirate. But no one knew, though. So we could just not say that in the movie. Just pretend like that doesn't happen. Yep. Even if like, you know, secretly, like we we know it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wink, wink. Yeah, yeah. Just Uh don't don't put it in the movie, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's also our idea. Don't you steal it? T- or you, fucking you pay TM. Pay us. Want to spin the wheel? I do. You All can right. spin it this time. 
why was that a trend, Jessica? Is that what's on the wheel? Yeah, that's the wheel topic. Why, why was, was that, that a, trend? a trend? Okay. Honestly, you know what I wonder? Like, why was that a trend? Mm-hmm. The whole, like, chain email thing. The chain letters. Oh, my God. Forward it's, this to 10 people. And it's still a thing. It's just done through Facebook Messenger now. Oh, sure. But, like, only boomers forward them or people with who are boomers in their hearts. Yeah. 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 Uh, forward this to, like, 20 of, you know, your your closest, you know, lady friends. And you'll bring a blessing on the, their day or whatever. Yeah. It's, it, or, like, you, you, there's even, like, the evil side of it where it's, like, forward this to like 10 people now, or, you know, someone in your life is going to get sick or something like something terrible. Yeah. You get bad luck for three fucking years. Yeah. If you don't send this to like 40 of your closest friends. If 100 people don't click this link, <laughs> you're fucked. You are fucked. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin will fuck you. God, why, why bring Stone Cold into this? Because that's painful. Like that is <laughs> He's not even the scariest wrestler. But it's, it would be painful. Why wouldn't it be like you, you're gonna get you're gonna get trained by the under, <laughs> by the Undertaker and, and Kane. Kane. <laughs> that's literally who I was thinking of. I was like, that's who I'm scared of. These six foot nine, <laughs> three hundred pound of pure steel motherfuckers. Sit straight up right out of their fucking coffins to the <laughs> sound of bells tolling. They're on yeah. their way to like rail you. <laughs> <laughs> they just appear in your house. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Why was that a trend? Oh, you know what? I know. It was just one of those things that was just so annoying to me. It was cool the first time it was done. And then very quickly was like, okay, that's lame. And then immediately after that was like, ew, you're not even original anymore. You're gross. Is it Gangnam style? No. Okay. But that also was annoying. Yes. Movie posters where they have literally every actor in the movie has their face on the cover. Okay. And it fades from like yellow to blue. What? I don't remember this at like all. Like there's yellow on the left half and then blue on the right half. And their faces are these different colors. The colors could be off because I'm colorblind. Yeah, it's not ringing any bells for me, friend. Hold. I will show you. Okay. Do you have a poster in mind? There's a few of them. I'm sure there are, but I mean like you can you can think of one specific one to I can, look up. I can think of two of them to show you exactly. Okay. Oh, apparently it's orange. <laughs> okay. Even so, like considering that it like, I know it's, it was overdone. You said it was cool the first time you're seeing a poster with a bunch of faces fade from one color to another. I would have imagined that because color is much rarer for you in your life than for <laughs> other people uh-huh. that you would actually really enjoy that. But when you see the same thing countless times, okay. I'm pulling up a few of them just so that you have. Many examples. Yes. Okay. Here's one. Oh, okay. Stardust. Here's another. Blade Runner. Oh. Here's another. Oh shit, Infinity War. I didn't even think about that. Here's another. Fucking Aladdin. Oh my God, it's almost the exact same shade and everything. They all are. Yeah. It's so unoriginal. Like all they do is they put every actor Mm -hmm. in their costumes on the cover. Yeah. They add some extra things to let you know what the movie is about. Yeah. And then they make half of it blue and half of it yellow or orange. Yeah. And call it a day. 
See, when you when you said it was like yellow faded into blue, I thought of like literally the bottom half yellow, the top half blue or vice versa or side to side, whatever. And it just kind of like fading like ombre style in the yeah. middle. That's what I imagined. But no, you're right. I think yep. I can tell you why. It's because they're they're complementary colors. So like each color makes the other color pop more. Right. The blue stands out a lot because of how bright and warm the yellow or orange is. And the orange yellow stands out like really fucking pops because of how like cool and dark like the blue is and stuff like that. God. Oh, my God. So many. Wait, wait, wait. Go back. Night at the Museum. G.I. Joe. Oh, the Born Identity. Fucking Spy Kids. Uh, They all they all do it. Even uh even Batman what was the one with uh with Heath Ledger? Was oh that God. Batman Begins or Oh no. <laughs> Look at that. That's a picture of like twenty different movie posters all doing the exact same thing. Next. Avatar, Jumper, Hugo, Eagle Eye, even Brave. Oh my god, Mass Effect. That's a video game. The Dark Knight, Tron. Shit. I had no idea it was this many. Maybe it's, I just don't fucking pay attention to movie posters. It's lazy. Yeah, no, you're right. It's so it's like lazy. The, it's the cheap way to make it eye-catching. Yeah, it's gross, and I hate that it's a trend because- It's still going on. It is still happening. Yikes. They're still doing it. And so not only do you have that color scheme, but you also have the fact that if a movie has more than four or five A-list actors, they put all of their faces as large as they can make it on the posters because it's what's going to hook people in. It's so dumb. Like, oh, like, that's my favorite super famous actor. Right I now. hate the movie posters for literally the, what is it? Infinity war and Endgame. They are so annoying. It is literally just like 40 different people <laughs> <laughs> squeezed into this tiny thing. Yeah. And it's just like, Oh, how many actors can I name? And like, <laughs> dude, just do something cooler. Right. You know, be creative. Like, yeah. I don't expect every poster to be unique, mm-hmm. but I expect it to be unique for the movie mm-hmm. instead of just, hey, let's, we have pictures of everyone. Why don't we just copy and paste them and kind of arrange them a little bit? Right. See, I wonder, I'd like to pick Terry's brain about it because the people listening don't know this, but Terry used to design movie posters like that, movies and, and TV shows and stuff like that. Right. He actually did all the all the posters for the first season of The Boys. Uh-huh. All him. Um, he did a lot of other stuff too. I bet you he could explain it. I, f- I feel like he would just say exactly what we're saying. And it's just like, it's the easy way to make it like, you know, stand out. Yeah. Well, I don't know why all of the Hollywood executives love that. And they think everyone else loves it. And so they do it. And I'm like, if you were creative, it would make me more interested in your movie. I just don't pay attention to the poster. I don't think I ever, I've ever really cared. I'll notice good ones, but I just don't notice bad ones. But it's also, I, it's it's billboards. Yeah, I know. It's uh, what they use when they put on like their Instagrams or what you see on Twitter or what you see when you're, when you're like going to pick the movie on Netflix. Like these are all things that they, they use and they all have the same, the same uh, color scheme and ensemble cast <laughs> all over the cover. <laughs> right. It's, it's just lazy and stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I bet, I bet, I bet Terry could explain further. It's probably just, it's like, it's the easy way where you don't have to really think about it to make that get the color pop. It's probably that. Maybe. I don't know. Probably. Who knows? But I hate that that's a trend. 
is a trend, was a trend, will continue to probably be a trend. <laughs> I hate it. So as far as it was something that popped into my head and I was like, oh shit, because I told you, I, I don't notice the bad ones. I just don't pay attention to movie posters typically, but I do notice the really good ones. Uh-huh. Do you remember the billboard that advertised uh, the Dracula uh, series on Netflix? Yes. You remember that? I do. It was like it was, a bunch of knives stabbed into- No, it was steaks. Steaks? It was Ooh, steaks. that's even cooler. Yeah, they had, there was a billboard that they had used, they stabbed a whole bunch of steaks on the left side mm -hmm. and then put a spotlight on the far, far left side of the billboard that made a shadow with the steaks of Dracula on yeah, the right side of the billboard. With the fangs sticking out and yes. everything. It was so cool. It was incredible. Cool. Really, really dope. I feel like that's half the reason we started watching. It's the only reason. Yeah. Well, no, I was interested. No, in I saw it. I saw Dracula, which I was like, oh, maybe. And then I saw BBC and I was like, Oop, nope, I don't want to watch this. Then I saw that <laughs> billboard and I was like, I'm watching this. Yeah. 100%. That mm -hmm. was money well spent because yeah. that that made me it was watch it. Dope. It was really, really good choice. Yeah. Because at first I was I was in one of those like limbos with the show. It, I feel like everybody, there's so many TV shows out right now, so many movie series yeah. and stuff like that where people are like, okay, I mean, I'm kind of half in, half out. Like, it's not like it doesn't call me, but at the same time, like, is it worth my time when I've got all this other shit I, I'm trying to watch? Like, I'm right. trying to finish up this one. And hey, I still haven't watched, you know. I'm uh, only halfway through Law & Order SVU. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, I got another 20 seasons to go. Exactly. You know, but I, so I was kind of on that like cusp. I was in that, like, like I said, that limbo. Cause I was like, I, it looks cool. You know, I'm into the, the super dark horror themed shows and stuff, right. you know, it, and it had it like, it made me think of Penny Dreadful when I saw the, like the trailers and stuff. Uh huh. And I was like, okay, I'm interested, but I don't know that I'm actually going to watch it. I'm still deciding. And then I saw that, that billboard and I was like, okay, yeah, we're in billboard. Got me fully in. Yeah. Which now that we are talking about it, I will say very quickly, first episode, awesome. Second episode, awesome. Third episode, eh. Meh. Eh. Now that's because the, you think like, oh, it's a show, but it only has three episodes. These episodes are long as hell. Yeah. They were like, like well, movie length. Yeah. It was hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. Something like that. Started off really strong. Mm-hmm. Ended a little weak and not great. A little sloppy. No yep. problem. I, I think it was worth watching just for those first two. The first two episodes were amazing. Mm -hmm. He was funny. Yeah. Like that was, that was a Dracula who like, you, you weren't on you board hated with to him. Love him. Yeah. He, like he was fully the bad guy. You still hoped he lost at the end, but at the same time you were like, oh my fucking God, <laughs> like he's brutal and like sarcastic and like, like the humor is so dark. Charming. Yeah. Charming. Mm -hmm. Good to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd say, I'd say it was worth watching just for that. Yeah. It was dope. And the. Agatha Van Helsing mm -hmm. was amazing. Really cool. It was amazing. I loved her. Yeah, she was a wonderful actress. Well done. Well done, Dracula. I think that's yeah. what it was called. You did good. It was, I think it was just called Dracula. Yeah. Yeah. Because I wanted to say Dracula Untold or something, but that was that really no, lame. No, that was that super lame action movie. How much CGI do you think we could squeeze into one movie? <laughs> <laughs> so Barrett was on the last Instagram live. Uh -huh. They'll hear it. I'm pretty sure this, I'm pretty sure it was the Instagram live yes, for, for this, this episode. episode. Yeah. It's, uh, sorry, we, we've been drunk and sometimes I get that mixed up. You uh -huh. know? He, uh, I was asking him about it because uh, around the time that that movie came out, we invited him over for Thanksgiving. 
And so I remember we're all, or maybe it was Christmas. And so anyway, we're all hanging out and stuff talking and, uh, Terry like suggested we watch it or something like, you know, Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Let's watch it. And I was like, no, I've seen it. It's not good. And he was like, what? It looked so great. And I'm like, yeah, I know it did, but it was not. And then Barrett's like, I'm sorry, honey. I tried really hard to save you, but I was bats. Because <laughs> 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 there's this yeah. scene where his wife who like the entire, like his entire campaign, the whole movie, like it's based on her like getting back to her and keeping her safe and all that stuff. She's just like, she like, I don't know if it's like by accident or some shit. I think it is. She starts falling. She falls off like the top of this tower. Cliff. 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 A cliff. She's really fucking high up. She will die if she hits the ground. Uh And they do this like slow motion dramatic, like, oh no, she's like falling. Her hair is like whipping in her face and she's reaching up trying to like grab his hands or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, oh no, I'll never, you know, catch up with her this way i have to become a swarm of bats and so he does the bats are not faster (laughs) (laughs) you know he still can't get to her in time and she Ah, hits the ground and she dies this damn gravity and its laws (laughs) i really tried to save you sweetheart but i was bats and what are you gonna do what are you gonna do bats can bats couldn't save her (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the bat thing was really all I all I could think of. And if that didn't work, I mean, that was that, all he did. It was like, oh, no, I, that's all I had. Oh, no, there's an army coming to a, to kill me. There's thousands of men. I must turn into bats. <laughs> <laughs> so many bats. <laughs> oh, God, it was the lamest movie ever. I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, all right. We're done skis. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> uh, so wrapping it up. This episode was about historical figures. We will be doing another one of these so that I can finish the story of Xing Shi and you can Ching Shi and you can talk about somebody else. I'll, I'll talk about someone else. All right. I'm sure you will. History buff. That's me. If you guys would like to reach out to us, feedback, comments, you know, you got some hate. You want to just spill into our DMs or our email. You can do so by hitting us up at fanmail at three shots We'd love to hear from you. And uh, hey, you really love us. You'd like to show us some support. You can do so by going to three shots which will take you to our Patreon page and that'll about do it. Well, I did want to say about okay. our Patreon page, mm-hmm. we will be releasing very soon here, a Patreon exclusive episode where we talked about our own personal ghost stories. Mm-hmm. You and heard, you heard some of mine you hadn't heard before, right? I and heard a lot of yours I hadn't heard before. I talked about my bedroom. Finally, 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 we no longer have to wait to hear about all of the hauntings happening in Jacob's bedroom. Yes. Yes. I provided some insight as to how I came to believe that my bedroom is haunted. (laughs) Uh, So based off of what I heard, because we already recorded that episode. Yeah. It's it's just about putting it up now. uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it's haunted. Yeah. (laughs) Based off of based off of what I what you told me. You think so? Yeah. I I just uh, it's a hunch. You know, it's got a little bit of a hunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like, sure, we could we could try to, you know, get rid of this haunting, you know. Well, I I think we should. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, it's interesting now. Sure. The second that it becomes, you know, a little too much, right? The second I wake up and I got a I got a slice on my back or or a bite mark on my chest. A bruise. We're going to call it. We're going to call the experiment. <laughs> you get drug out of bed by your foot, paranormal activity style or yeah. something. Yeah. If that happens, we'll call it. Okay. 
We will exercise the demons. Okay. Straight out exercise of straight out of my bedroom's mouth. All right. Yeah. But until that happens, I would like to continue to provide lucrative it's, not lucrative it, to provide really interesting content for it's, you. It's good. <laughs> like it's interesting stuff. It, it's pretty gross. Actually, I should set up I, like one of those like watch me sleep webcam thingies. No, no, for real though. You should just to see what happens. Yeah. I honestly, I thought about getting one because uh, Ricky is he's our basically our tech guy, super close friend, and also the one we go to with all of our tech problems because uh, he's just one of those super intelligent people. Uh, he has security cameras in his house. I'm, I'm into that. I think I'd like to put one right up there in the corner of the dining room. Mm, Cause yeah. more often than not, when you and I have heard things at the same time, it's either in the hallway because we'll hear a door close when no one's supposed to be back there or it's out here. That's right. Like this is usually where we set up like the Christmas tree and we have like the presents and stuff. You and I last yep. Christmas heard like gifts moving and things like that. Um, I'd like to know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. So you're definitely going to want to tune into Patreon and listen to that. Hell yeah. Because it's very fun. And there will be more because we intended to kind of just run through our whole life of ghost stories. And we got nowhere near finished (laughs) by the time we were done recording. And so there will be more. Definitely. There will definitely be at least least a second, maybe even a third. Yeah. Just because there's way more than I expected. So uh, stay tuned for that. Those of you who are on Patreon and uh, go ahead and sign up. Those of you who really want to hear it. That, this has been another episode of Three Shuts In. What is this, episode six? This is episode six. Season two. Here we yeah. go. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for Bye. joining. Bye. Bye.